like Islam. And the man or the woman decided to accept Christ and accepted Christ. And they wanted to kill the woman because of the man, because they accepted Christ. And, they, and if, they, if they want to, the, the woman may have to escape for her life. Also. But let's say the man say, well, that's, it was fine. And they let the woman be, and the man want to kill their or marry. Let them continue to be married. In some fantastic places, they will want to kill the man, the one that has because many of them have been, they, they want to separate the man and kill the man also. But some of those things happen in, the, in our generation now, when the jihadists are, are, so, are reviving themselves. But see, God is saying, if the unbelieving depart, then the, the believer is not under any, con, any, under any bondage. Can he remarry them or can she remarry? Yeah, you can see that's what Apostle Paul said. If they, you are not on that body, which means you can remarry if the unbelieving depart. The brother is saying, and his, or his sister is not on that bondage in such cases. That's what he said in verse 15. Verse 67 What knowest thou, O wife, whether thou shalt save thy husband? Or how knowest thou, O man, whether thou shalt save thy wife? But as God has distributed to every man, as the Lord has called everyone, so let him walk. And so ordained I in all churches. So wherever way you find yourself, walk in that in that in that stage and stay in that situation. Verse 18 says, Is any man called being circumcised, let him not become uncircumcised. Is any called in uncircumcision, let him not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing, uncircumcision is nothing. But the keeping of the commandments of God. So he's just using that as analogy. But stay in the state wherever Christ called you. And that's it's going to continue that in verse 20. Let every man abide in the same calling wherein he was called. Don't try to switch. Why? Because you think they think they must be circumcised, you want to go and circumcise. No, no, don't try to switch. God call you like this. Stay in that situation. It's not saying you stay in your sin. It's talking about this situation of are you married or not married? Are you circumcised or not circumcised? You stay in that state. Are thou called being a servant? Care not for you, that's verse 21. Care not for you, you are a slave to somebody, but you are now saved, believer. Don't worry about it. Keep serving as a slave, but your, your heart is praising God as you are serving that ungodly master that is a slave master. You are worshiping God and you are serving God. You will not tell you. That master will see a shame in your life also. Begin to treat you differently. For he that is called in the Lord, being a servant, is the Lord's free man. You are a free man in God's eyes. Likewise, also he that is called being free is Christ's servant. Verse 20 says, Ye are bought with a price. Be not ye the servants of men. So you are not a serving man, you are serving God. You have been bought with a price, you are actually serving God. Even though where physically you are in, in bondage in this man, but you are serving God. Verse 24 said, Brethren, let every man wherein he is called therein abide with God. Now concerning virgins, those are the, um, these are the young people that have not married, but they are about the age of getting married. He said, I have no commandment of the Lord for you, yet I give my judgment as one that has obtained mercy of the Lord to be faithful. I suppose therefore that this is good for the present distress. I say that it is good for a man so to be. Now, what do you mean by present distress? In their generation, they, they are getting to the state where there is serious persecution. And he say, well, if you have not, you are not attached to a family or your husband or your wife, you don't have little children, you are kind of better off than those who have to take care of their children. Because when persecution comes, he's trying to grab the children, trying to protect the children alone, he's going to be dragged into the hand of the persecutors. 
So those who are just single, they can run and flee without caring for family members that they need to take take care of, or little children that they, or white women always they are hard for their little children that will make them to to be in serious trouble when like 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 I said, like I said, who are today that are with, with children that are that are suffering have suffering babies in the days of uh, war. Because the mother is still carrying the suckling baby and the war is up, up behind them. So that's why I say those who are suckling, have suckling babies are in more trouble than the people that can run and escape for their life. So the same thing is what Apostle Paul is using when he said for the virgins, it is good if they stay at that state. He said, concerning virgins, I have no commandment. I give my judgment that. I suppose therefore that this is good for the present distress. The distress they have was the persecution is coming upon them. It's good to be a virgin and not married, not attached to anybody because of this present situation we are in right now. Distress has been upon them as the believers being persecuted. It's a good for man to be. Are thou bound unto a wife, seek not to be loose. That's verse 27. Are thou loose from a wife, seek not a wife. But if thou marry, thou hast not sinned. If you marry, you have not sinned. But because of the situation right now, it's better to be free to be able to escape if there's persecution. That's what you're saying. If you're seeking a wife, it's okay. But if you are free from a wife right now, maybe it's, it's okay for you to be free from a wife right now when you can escape for your life when there's persecution. That's what he's saying. That are you married now? If you are married, don't don't try, don't try to separate. If you are not married and there's persecution, you don't need to be seeking a wife. But if you marry, you have not sinned. If a virgin marries, she has not sinned. Nevertheless, such shall have trouble in the flesh, but I spare you. There will be trouble in the flesh because when you marry, you have some responsibilities to your husband, responsibilities to your wife. And if you have children, respond to the children. So that's why I say, you, that's like what I say, you have trouble in the flesh. That's the trouble, the responsibilities. It's what you say, you have responsibilities in the, in the physical life. But I say, but I say, this I say, brethren. The time is short. You see what he's talking about? He's talking about the, the end of the world is short. In the old generation, things are happening rapidly. They thought the end of the world is so near. So the time is short. It remains that both they that have wives be as though they had none. And they that weep as though they wept not. And they that rejoice as though they rejoice not. And they that buy as though they possess not. And they that use this world as not abusing it. For the fashion of this world passes away. Saying the end of the world is nice, what he's saying. This story, everybody get get the the well guarded and get keep your keep your act together. It's what he's saying. But I will have you without carefulness. Either is unmarried, care for the things that belong to the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But either that is married, care for the things that are of the world, how he may please his wife. So it's not trying to compare that there will be some responsibilities that you need to take care of in the physical life. That will be hindering you sometime from being all and serving the Lord in all spheres. That's why I say they that are married, they have to take responsibility for their wives. They that are not married, they have nothing else to take responsibility for except for serving the Lord. Verse 34 says, There is difference also between a wife and a virgin. The unmarried woman cares for the things of the Lord, that she may be holy both in the body and in spirit. But she that is married care for the things of the world, how she may please her husband. And this I speak for your own profit, not that I may cast a snare upon you, but for that which is comely, and that ye may attend upon the Lord without distraction. 
So he's saying, well, all of those responsibilities can be a distraction, but don't worry about those. That's part of life. But you still have to create some time for the Lord. Verse 36, but if any man think that he behaved himself uncomely toward his virgin, if she pass the flower of her age and needs so require, let him do what he will. If sin it not, let them marry. Now this is addressing to the parents that have daughters that are getting to the age of marriage. So that if she wants to marry, let them marry. And Nevertheless, he that standeth steadfast in his heart, having no necessity, but has power over his own will, and has so decreed in his heart that he will keep his virgin do it well. All of them is keeping your virgin. That is talking about the men that say they, they don't need to give their daughters to marriage. I don't know anybody doing that in this generation. Maybe that was done in that generation where people say they will keep their daughters in for the rest of the time. But see, what happened when they now go and they die the daughters now in their 50, they couldn't marry anymore or something like that. So, but they were doing that. They said that he that decided that he was going to keep his virgin, he said, You do well. But as he said, So then, he that giveth I in marriage, do it well. But he that giveth I not in marriage, do it better. That's his way of possible giving his judgment because he's saying those who are married have some responsibility they have to take care of for their husband, for their, for their spouses. And so he was recommended that well, if they in the situation that they are in, it's better for them to stay single because they thought the Lord is coming soon and they thought persecution is coming upon them. The better that all of those things are dispensational. So you can't use that and say everybody should do the best one to do is not to get your daughter to get married. No, for this dispensation, because in other places you see a possible saying so that I wish they all the women get married and raise a family and keep the house. That will have been violating, that will have been contradicting what he's saying to, to the virgins here. You know? So you have to balance the word of God. The same part I say, he wish that women get married and raise family and keep the house and don't give reproach to God, to the body of Christ. It's the same part I was saying, why well, it's better if you don't give your daughter to marriage, you are doing better. But if you give your daughter, you are not doing anything wrong. So you have to balance it. It's, it depends on which, whom is addressing, who is, who is taking it. You have to take this one. At, a, at comparing scriptures with scriptures to justify what you are doing is right. They say nothing, nothing. If you don't, if you don't have, if you couldn't get a husband for your wife, for your for your daughter, if you don't get a husband for your daughter, you are not doing anything wrong. If you really want your daughter to marry, get somebody for your daughter. Most of the time, men have to work it out for your daughter. In Nigeria, we are having a situation right now some daughters couldn't get husband, but men have to work it out to get husbands for their daughters. That's why they say they're giving their daughter for to marry. That's what it means. They're the one doing it, giving to marry. If the daughter is the one that brings somebody, all well and good. But if you couldn't get if you couldn't get somebody to come and you better work here something, get some get your daughter to marry somebody if you want them to marry. Otherwise if you want to keep her in a single like a postpose, eh, you are doing something good also. If you are plan to keep her as a virgin but if your daughter is no more under your control, she's secretly doing some ungodly thing, that's reproach against you also, not so. Because I was supposed to say, if the daughter is found that he was already committing war drum, not in the book of Moses, if you are committing war drum, they stone that daughter in the book of Moses to death for years. She has been playing war drum in her father's house, not so. So that's why it was responsibility was put upon the father. Get your daughter married. If you are going to Say you want to keep her as virgin, you are going to have to keep her 
kick yourself away from fornication because they knew that was the lifestyle of many heathen fornication, pollution of idols, which is meat. They will offer this meat to, to an idol, this and kill it, and then everybody sitting thinking they are sacrificed to that idol. And he said that that is well, to the Jews, those are Islamism. So that's why they wrote those letters and said, keep yourself away from all these so sacrifice to idols. Meat sacrifice to idols in the, in the Ephesus was like a cheaper meat because they say the idols has blessed it, maybe much more expensive for us. Idols has blessed it, so they, they sell, they go to the idol market and buy the meat that they think idol has blessed. So those are the things that become like these are pollutions as far as the Jews are concerned, that's, those are abomination to them. So they said, keep yourself away from those things. Now the question kept coming back and said, should we eat those meat? Suppose somebody is cooking those meat, we don't know what he cooked, but and he's going to address that in this letter when he say, when it comes to meat that was over to idols, those idols are nothing, they are just statues. Make man-made statues that they have put a name of an idol on it and it's making people afraid. And there's nothing that it's only one God. That's the first part. It's going to address in different angles. Because he say, well. There's I not idol is nothing. We all know the truth. We that are believers know the truth that those things are just man-made. Idol is nothing. But God also addresses that way. Don't don't go and be sitting in the idol's temple and telling them that because they are going, not going to believe you anymore. Because they believe that that idol is supernatural and it's a spirit. It's doing those things. Not know that some people just make those statues to deceive mankind. So they say he's going to talk about this in so many angles. Because now he's going to also talk about that this idols are actually satanic demons are working with men in this area. So those are sacrificing the actual sacrifice to demons. I don't think you want to be eating with demons either. So there are many angles he address approach this issue. So let's read on. In this chapter eight it goes first say when well, idol is nothing. And we know that it's, there's only one God. Even though those who claim to be that this idol is a is a God, but it's, we know it's nothing. There's only one God. That's verse five. For though there be that are, there there be that are called gods, whether in heaven or in earth, as there be gods many and lords many, but to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in Him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by Him. How be it, there is not in every man that knowledge, for some, with some conscience of the idol, unto this hour eat it. As a sin of follow to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. But meat commended us not to God. For neither if we eat are we the better, neither if we eat not are we the worse. Now he's going to give one because people can take that and say, Well, we can eat anything, can eat anything and begin to participate. So, but take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. Only by stumbling block. Because people that see you, they say you guys believe differently from us. But they see you eating the meat alpha to idols, they think you are agreeing with them that the idol is blessing the meat. They think you are agreeing with them. You may say you don't agree, but you are eating it and they are blessing the meat and praising the idol. You are eating it. They think you are you become a stumbling block, they won't take your religion or your gospel seriously. They think well, you are agreeing with us. The idol blesses and you eat it too. And they are eating it just because the idol blesses. For if any man see thee, which has knowledge, sit at meat in the idol's temple, shall not the conscience of him which is weak be emboldened to eat those things which are offered to idols? 
So that's why he's saying, don't go and sit in the idol and say, well, idol is nothing. I don't believe in your idol. They bring the meat. Then you let them be encouraged and say, well, it's one of us. We are eating together. And through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. Christ died for every man. We have to remember Elizabeth, that man is not saved yet. Even though you are supposed to say weak brother. Does not mean that he is, the man is saved yet. That he's seeing you doing it and is encouraged. But those who are saved that do not understand, they see you do it too, they think they as idols are also blessing it also. Even though they don't want to follow the idols, but they will be thinking, well, you are hitting it also. So maybe the idol worshippers are okay. They are doing their own thing. That's why some people are now saying, we are all worshipping the same God. I saw them, I think the same thing, the Pope, going to the Hindus, going to the Buddhists, going to the Islam, saying we are all worshipping the same God. No, we are not worshipping the same God. Maybe he's worshipping the same God with them. <laughs> and anybody that believes that they are worshipping God is following the idol worshippers. Because Christ said, I am the way. Christ said, I am the way, the truth and life. No man comment unto the Father, but by me. So if they are not coming by Jesus Christ, then they are not worshipping the Father. They may claim to be worshipping the Father, but they are not worshipping the Father. So for any so-called church leader, no matter what brand he is of, and saying all of those spiritualists are all worshipping the same God as he is, he has been deceived. That's how I would say that. So Apostle Paul is addressing this one and said, Through thy knowledge shall the weak brother perish for whom Christ died. Christ died for them, even though they are not understood it not yet. Christ died for them also. But when you sin so against the brethren and wound their weak conscience, you sin against Christ. Wherefore, if meat make my brother to offend, I will eat no flesh while the world standeth, lest I make my brother to offend. So he's saying, don't let meat make your brother offend because when you eat it and they see you eating, you say, well, I know that there's no idol. Idol is nothing. But the other brother thinks once you eat it, they, you are encouraging these other people that he is at his wounded. Let's go to chapter 9. We're going to continue this because the month. Chapter 9, Apostle is going to turn to something and say, am I not an apostle? Am I not free? Have I not seen Jesus Christ our Lord? Are not ye my work in the Lord? If I be not an apostle unto others, yet doubtless I am to you. For the seed of my apostleship are ye in the Lord. My answer to them that do examine me is this. Have we not power to eat and to drink? Have we not power to lead about a sister, a wife, as well as other apostles, and as the brethren of the Lord and sivers? Or I only and Barnabas have not we power to forbear walking? Now, he's trying to talk about his own resume that as an apostle he was himself Apollos, himself and Barnabas were not doing any uh, or crying about they still do some physical work which you call part-time job to sponsor the gospel he, using that as a resume he said we don't even go about with wives like all the other two apostles Peter we know he was married even before he joined the ministry of the Lord and many of the brethren of the Lord Jesus Christ are, are all the brothers of all these guys like uh, James, the son of Mary, and so on, so on, they were all married and having a children. And Karina, he said, they go about with their wives and so on. He said, but we don't have any, he said, don't we have the power to do the same thing? But, and he went on and said, but self said, who go to a warfare anytime at his own charges? Anytime at his own, who, who planted a vineyard and eaten not of the fruit thereof? Or who feeded a flock and eaten not of the milk of the flock? Say I these things as a man, or said not the law, the same also, for it is written in the law of Moses, thou shalt not muscle the mouth of the ox 
that traded out the corn does God take care for oxen or set it all together for our six? For our six, no doubt, this is written that he that flourish should plow in hope, and that he that treasures in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing if we shall reap your carnal things? Now he's talking about himself now that many things that he was doing, like walking, he still do the tent making, get the money to do the, the spreading the gospel. He said, Who does who goes to war and be doing it? You go to war on your own expense and make sure the king does And he said that even the law, he said that even the law of Moses allowed the the people that any any oxen that is plying the field should not be muscle, no muscle the amount that they, they can eat of the thing that you are they are working for. So that is God is taking care of even the oxen, how much more people that are serving the Lord in the field, they should be they are allowed they are God is God allowed them to to take partake of what they are what the fruits of their labor. That's why he was saying say, but if you do not try to do this, trying to get this for ourselves. But he said, others are partakers of this power, verse 12. If others be partakers of this power over you, are not we rather. Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Pastor said, Do you not know that they which minister about holy things live of the things of the temple? And they which wait at the altar are partakers with the altar. So he's saying that it's okay for those who are waiting at the altar to be partakers, I mean, that's why in many churches, the, the offering, the tithe that came to the church is used to pay the salary of the pastors and the teachers. And there's nothing wrong with that. But Apostle Paul didn't do it that way. He was working to make enough money to still spread the gospel, almost like he was the owner of the gospel. Like the king that we send people to war and the king is financing them, financing all the soldiers. That's why he said, who goes to battle on his own expense unless you are the king so the king is financing all the people that are going to battle as soldiers for him so he said but we are not doing it that way because we do not want to hinder the gospel of christ and that's the same way that many of us have been doing it that we do not want to hinder the gospel of christ we don't ask for begging for money and asking people by trick and say pay us this money and god will multiply ten times god will do it but you see you are not going to twist your hand it has to come from your heart you can teach it you can Point to it, but it is still you have to decide whether you want to participate in sponsoring the gospel. So Apostle Paul is saying, we are, he was working, he said, that's why he said himself and Barnabas, they were still working to sponsor the gospel that they were preaching. He said that others are taken from the churches and he said that we have the right to do that also, but you don't want to hinder the gospel of Christ. Verse 14 says, even God has ordained that those who are preaching the gospel should live by the gospel. See, even so, as the Lord ordained that they which preach the gospel should live of the gospel. But I have used none of these things. That's Apostle Paul's example. And someone like me has followed that Apostle Paul example. That we are not trying to say the money that they contribute, if it's not enough, we are not going to do anything. It is the money they contribute is to help us to propagate more. But we also spend sponsoring through our own money that we earn for salaries to sponsor the gospel. That's what Apostle Paul is saying. That, but I have not used the power to say you, your, the money from the gospel, you should be the one to sponsor him. Neither have I written these things that it should be so done unto me, for it were better for me to die than that any man should make my glory void. Although I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. I'm going to continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you.